Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. We are on location here in Sonora, Mexico, and I'm sitting around the table here with some Gould's turkey hunters. I got Tim Phillips. I got Malin Stolzfus. Is that how you say it, Malin? Stolzfus. 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 Close enough. Foos, like foosball. Yeah. Foos. Okay. Close enough. Uh, and uh, Chris Rowe, Rowe Hunting Resources, and um, Tim, you're from Jackson, Mississippi. Yes. What do you think about these ghouls compared to your Easterns? And oh, it's, you it's just completed your Royal Slam. What's yeah, it's amazing, amazing. Great birds to hunt. Very vocal. Very gullible. What did you think the them. first time you saw the white tail fans oh, in full strut? Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I try and tell people how interactive these birds are, and it's really hard to describe until you actually come and see it. And, you know, you guys seeing some of the places where I set up with the video camera, like tonight, your bird, Tim, I was probably, what, six steps yeah. from your decoy, and the bird never saw me. And they came, different birds came in multiple times and were walking around, and it's, I, I think these turkeys are just a lot more tolerable. They are very tall. I hadn't took a shot further than ten steps. Oh yeah, a week. Yeah, yeah. No, and that was another thing. You know, it's um, a lot of the shots are a lot closer than what you're used to. And I have a lot of hunters say, you know, as soon as they get a clear shot, they take it. But when they come to Goulds, I kind of have to say, let them do their thing a little bit. They're probably going to hang around longer than what you're used to. Yeah, definitely. They definitely. Stay as long as you want them to stay almost. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Malin? You come all the way from Pennsylvania and um, new to turkey hunting last four or five years and um, but a turkey nut and what what's your thoughts? Pretty much. It's it's a great experience for anybody that's really into turkey hunting. It's it's uh, kinda hard to describe unless you actually come down and experience it from the difference in a Goulds and an Eastern, just their reaction. You know what they're still turkeys but you know where you can set up and, and just the interaction with them is just completely different mm -hmm. than an eastern turkey hunt it's so much fun for sure especially some of those pressured birds that you guys oh, yeah. both of you yeah. from mississippi it's and only, pennsylvania yeah. only place ever hunted i can be selective yeah i want to say i don't yeah. know how many we had but i mean the one morning uh jackie shot her bird the first afternoon and then we went out the next, you, you shot your first bird the first, so we got two in the first, first afternoon. afternoon. And I mean, we got to the ranch at 12.30 and had birds down by five o'clock. That's right. Like. And then Hunter had roosted some birds and we went in the next morning, set up between two groups of birds, had them come off the roost and just had, I think five toms. There's five toms and two jakes, two hens. At what, like 12 yards? Yeah, 10 steps, or probably 10 or 12 steps. For an hour, probably. Yeah. And you guys elected, you know, just because we had plenty of time to hunt, you just elected to to keep hunting and um, decided not to shoot. It's almost like if you shoot in that circumstance, you almost ruin the moment. And you're right. That's right. And I mean, um, you know, it's crazy. Jackie's first bird, uh, the first afternoon. I mean, literally, we walked down the road, saw strut marks, like try a call. You hit the call and a bird gobbled right away. Yeah, five minutes, bird is down. I want to. I want to ask Jackie on here. Uh, um, 
Come in here. Come join us. Miss Jackie got her double royal slam on this trip. It's um, great to have you. Nice to meet you. Um, I was so surprised. We had to dive in the brush. I mean, we literally yes. had... Were you thinking, this is crazy? Because it was like wisps of mesquite behind us. And you're probably used to big hardwoods and putting your back to That's it. That's right. That bird came right in and never even looked at us. No, I think she shot him at nine steps. Yeah. Yeah, she did a good job staying calm. That 12 gauge did, did a number on your shoulder, didn't it? Sure did. <laughs> <laughs> First thing she asked me is, you got a 20 gauge here? I said, oops, no. Got a 12. She's got a bruise to prove it. I managed. So the, when you booked the hunt, you told me, you said, now i got something to tell you. I just want you to know I'm a little bit of a game hog. And I have to say, you did pretty darn good. You were a sharpshooter for sure. You got anything to say for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he doesn't give me another chance if I miss, so I have to hit it the first time. So you got to be accurate. That's right. <laughs> You know, I, one thing I thought was so cool, um, your second bird, Jackie, was uh, last night when we went and set up in that, kind of in that field and had that bird come in and he came in, kind of circled us, came from the top, Tim was calling and he kind of came all the way around and then he finally ended up coming in and, you know, you were looking at the bird, we were videoing the bird and it was perfect and then he kind of just walked off and... You know, when that happens, you're like, did we just miss our opportunity? Well, we were able to slide down like 150 yards and reset up on the bird. And Tim, you switched to your box call. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that bird, that bird, that perfect lane, because it was thick on the right with the hill and thick brush. And that bird just came straight running. Running. Yeah. And then he'd hit strut and then he'd go out of strut and run again, stop strut. It was awesome. Yeah. Another great hunt. Yeah, for sure. So, Malin, your first bird, you and Chris teamed up, and you guys went out in the afternoon. We did. Yeah, the same night you talked about that first yeah, night. These oh, guys, so I mean, we got here at 1230 or 1 o'clock, and you guys were off and running, and tell me tell me, kind of how you guys went and what, what your perception was of where you, where you were at. We went up uh, more up in the mountains, and Mario, um, which is a caretaker of the property, and, and the cook took us up. And um, when we got, we were headed to uh, to a lake that's up in the mountains. And when we were almost at the lake, he stops and came running back and started pointing and saying, "There's turkeys out." So in other words, he pulled up into the spot. Oh yeah, it's like, <laughs> with the machine running, like, "Oh, I should." Yeah. Oh, I should have parked back. Yeah. Like, grab your gun. There's turkeys right there. Like, nah, <laughs> it doesn't quite work that way. <laughs> how, about we, how about we just kind of like ease past, let them settle down. Let's get a figure There's out. There's definitely a communication barrier when it's like, no, don't pull into the spot and go, here it is. You know? <laughs> and that's yeah, basically sure. what happened, right? Well, they, they weren't. I mean, he was just going to go up and, and show us um, how to get to that lake. And I mean, but... There, the way this the road is situated, there's a, just a you've got to got to go around the the edge of the lake in order to do that. You got to go up and over a steep, real just a small but steep hill. And so he was just trying to climb up and over that hill, and he got to the top, and the birds were standing right in the road, Strutting. right there. So I mean, literally, there was no I mean, no warning. He come over the hill, and there's five gobblers standing in the road looking at him. He's like, oh, birds. 
Like, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> they're already running up in the overrush. They're, they're gone. Yeah. So what did you guys do? Kind of what was your game plan then after that? Obviously, they those birds boogied off. Yeah. So we just kind of, we heard birds gobbling further up the mountain. So we kind of headed, you know, after them, took a side road to the left, and we found uh, a water line that was, that was bleeding water out. So we set up there. Is there turkey tracks on it? There were yeah. turkey tracks going up to it, yes. Yeah, the, the road, and that's the thing, is when we get in the mountains we're talking about, I mean, they are, you go from the valley floor and the, the low foothills, and I mean, these things just flat go straight up. I mean, it's just, it's and crazy. And it gets thicker and thicker as oh, you go. Oh, thicker through. and thicker and higher you go, and the more incised all those ridges are. So it's not like you've got one big ridge here, valley, big ridge. I mean, you've got ridge, swale, vet, just, I mean, these, just there's just a pile of different little ridges that just, I mean, it's like a maze. It is. There's a maze of them up in there. And so because it's so vertical, because it's so thick, they are using these roads as their primary travel Corridor. corridors and strut zones. And so we got up above where we spooked those birds, figured we'd, we'd move past them a couple hundred yards, park, just, and then literally, stop. well, we figured we were, yeah, exactly. We'd move, go past them a few hundred yards sit, be quiet, let them settle in, we go back after them. Well, literally, we turn the machine off. He's up the hill. We're like, okay, if you want to play, we'll play. So we start going after him. And that's when we saw that second little road that cut off to the side. I mean, just, I figured he's above us. We've got what it looked like to us as, you know, first time up there, it looked like there was a bench up there. I said, well, that's about on the same elevation, so why don't we climb up to that steeper and steep but I said why don't we climb up there slide yeah exactly get up on the same elevation because it'll be easier to call them well yeah we get up there it's just another knife ridge but like Malin said that right there in the little saddle um, they had cracked open uh, one of their water lines that they used to pump the cattle tanks and everything else well they I guarantee they cracked it just to bleed out you know just bleed air and air bubbles and stuff well it was just kind of spewing out water so it was almost like a makeshift spring mm -hmm. and we thought it's hot it's dry it's windy We're not, oh yeah let's set up here and let's give it a try so so we did got the decoy set up and then we were calling for a while he would answer but then after a while he just climbed up shut up yeah Either shut up or went over, yeah, you know, went down in where we couldn't hear him, which could easily have happened. So we just ended up going back down. Um, and then as we're going, you know, walking back toward the lake, Chris was like, there's a turkey. <laughs> we're so, yeah, so we figured, well, the one higher either is ignoring us or he dropped off and went on the backside of one of these little ridges. So I said, you know, well, let's go back down where those birds were in the road originally they were there for some reason so let's go down and see what it is and yeah i mean we're just walking down the road talking like right down the middle of the road talking and all of a sudden i look up and here's this mature Strider? no mature no mature bird oh, just yeah. moseying just coming walking right just walking yep. right up the road and so both of us he's got his shotgun on over his shoulder i've got the camera over we've got nothing we're just like in the middle of the road this bird walks to what, 20 yards? Yep. Just Something like that, 20 yards, and then... Finally, he's like, mm, I don't know what these things are. And just simply just turns and slips into the brush. <laughs> and that's when Malin had to make a choice. I looked at Malin, I was like, 
do you want to kill this bird? And he's like, what? I'm like, do you want to kill this bird? He's like, well, I, I said, if you want to kill this bird, we're going to hit the, we're going to put our butts on the ground right now. I'm going to make a couple calls. He's going to step out. I said, he's a really good, he had decent spurs. He had a great beard. Nice bird. Yeah. But it's one of those things where we're like, you know, the first 30 minutes yeah. of the hunt, you know what I mean? And we're sitting in the middle of the road. So what I'll go ahead. I'll let you. Well, so call a little bit, and then after a while, Chris is like, hey, "There's more turkeys. There's two strutters." Not, and, not after a little bit. It was, yeah, it was like almost right. He's like, he's like, "Well, I guess you know, I guess yeah, let's give him a try." So I mean, we didn't move. We just boom, middle of the road, just sat on our butts. Now you've got the Dave Smith decoys that strutter, so we've got real turkey fans. Well, all the decoys, and that's the other part about this that's yeah. funny. We carry all the decoys in, so he looks like, we both look like Santa Claus with, you know, yeah. the Christmas bag. You filled up the whole road. Oh, my gosh, he's just, I guarantee you from the turkey standpoint, with our darker, we probably look like cows, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We're just these big, fat, round things in the middle of the road because we got all the decoys, so we just hit the ground. Well, I've got the turkey fan in my hand, and so we just hit the ground, and I start calling, well... 30 seconds it wasn't even I mean literally 30 seconds we're I'm looking for the bird that stepped into the brush and all of a sudden motion catches my eye I look down the road and now it's a strutter here comes it just I mean flat out just bull fan big oh, honk yeah. and coming strutter. in hot oh yeah yep. here he comes and uh as soon as we see him I I hold up I hold as soon as he kind of I, I know he's a little distracted I hold. I just simply held up the fan in my hand, and about that time, that's when the second strutter appeared. Appeared in. behind him, but now the first strutter. That's a race. Yeah, he comes just <laughs> oh, running he, up the hill. Since he saw the fan, he took off, <laughs> running toward Chris. So. so then you were faced with a choice of you had two birds, you had two tags in your pocket. Do I double right off the bat? Was that ever a consideration? No. <laughs> no he, he had already said he's like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot one and then then have a good hunt the rest. Yeah. You know. And then the other, yeah. And so you ended up shooting the closest one to you. We did, yeah. I mean, this one was at like you know 20 yards and close and headed right toward us. So the other one was another 20, 30 yards back. So we knew this bird's either you know going to be right on top of us and either spook or jump on Chris because <laughs> he was holding the fan. So yeah, he just you know stuck his head up and shot, dropped him. Yeah, so. I mean that's the thing because we patterned the shotgun prior mm-hmm. and shot it at twenty yards and twenty yards that pattern was no bigger than a dinner plate, you know, a paper yeah. plate. So at that point, either we need to shoot this bird now. Or wait for the second bird and run the risk. This bird is going to be in our laps. Yeah, and putting. Oh, putting, doing whatever, or, you know, spook. Or if he did want to try to shoot it now, his pattern's going to be about the size of a golf ball. You know? Yeah. So, no, but, I mean, the other... We are remiss in saying also why I got excited about telling you to shoot that first bird. Because right. this bird had an absolute paintbrush of a beard. Oh, it's a whopper. Most, yeah. of, most of the time when, you know, it, and you've got a lot more experience, obviously, than I do, but all the ghouls, most of the ghouls, on average, I'd say they're, you know, their beards are about the diameter of your finger. You know what I mean? They, they're good. They're long beards, but they're just generally a little Not thinner. the paintbrushes you see right. of the Easterns or the Rios, for sure. Yeah, and so this bird came up, and as soon as he started running at me, it was just dangling. Oh, it was just oh, swinging, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that is an absolute giant beard. I'm like, yeah, 
that's a good bird. I mean, we know he's got a full fan, big honking right. monster full fan, and he's got this big paintbrush. Oh, put him on the ground. Good put him job. on the ground. Yeah, just so that that's your uh, completed your royal slam. That was royal slam number one. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. And then you were able to complete royal slam number two. We were next morning. <laughs> yeah, next morning. We didn't waste much time. Uh, no. Now I got a question for you. What's your thoughts on oscillated? Have you entertained it, or what? What are you thinking? I don't think so. Um, not at this point, anyway. I mean, obviously, it crossed my mind, but I I'd rather hunt. You know, I'd rather do another Miriam's hunt or something like yeah. that. It's just a different kind of hunt, and it just doesn't intrigue me. You. Like, you know, they're kind of growing on me. You know, they're beautiful birds. They, and they at are. At first, I was thinking, you know, if they don't gobble, if they, if they're, right, you know, if they're not, you know, they don't even act like a turkey in some ways. But they're kind of growing on me. Well, the thing is, is too, is um, I think there's some better outfits out there now that are providing these hunts and they're doing a better job at really, I think, and I making can't, a better experience, making a better experience because originally when I was, you know, familiar with it, it was, you know, go in the jungle. Yeah. Limb shoot them. Oh yeah. Shoot them off the limb or what? I'm just, and a lot of the birds that I was seeing, I don't know what time of year it was, but you know, their fans were incomplete. They were all jumbled up, you know, from we were talking about molting earlier, you know, they weren't completely molted. They just they just looked raggedy, and it was just you going in the jungle and you sniper and shooting one. Yeah, you killed something. I was like, I've got no desire for that. Yeah. But now I'm starting to see some of these outfits coming out there where no, they're they're calling these birds or those they're sitting yeah, in the hunting zones, hunting those sorghum fields and uh, more agriculture, and they figured out a little bit of how to use electronic calls. I think to get them to come to a call and. And, fu- and full molt. So, I mean, yeah. these things look Beautiful. like a cross between a peacock and a turkey. I mean, they, yeah. they're fanned out like a turkey, but they're the coloration of a peacock. And they're even awesome. more vibrant. With, oh, yeah. yeah. Just amazing. So, it'll be interesting. Um, it's, it, it'll be interesting to watch. And now that I know you kind of watch you just progress and keep going as a turkey hunter, it's fun to see the passion and how you love it. I, I, I can right. just see you're just gung-ho. Tonight you came with us with... Jackie and Tim for um, Tim's final bird and got to witness that show and it's just you know for me it never gets old I mean every single time my heart's beating like I'm not even pulling the trigger and I'm over there you know it's just awesome I know. it's a rush I love I mean, it. to sum it up in a, you know, a simple way it's, it's just a rush and the thing that I think that's cool about Gould's turkey that's a little bit well, quite a bit different than a lot of places is you get interactions every session so in other words morning evening it's not like you have oh a total dud not saying you can't have a total dud um but you seem like you're always in the church would you agree with that jack yeah absolutely that was one of the first things when we went up there i mean this was you know four o'clock in the afternoon and you know around home it's it's pretty rare to hear a gobble at four o'clock it happens but it's rare yeah but you know we go up there see those birds and then you know we hear a gobble, just like that. Yeah. Like, all right, let's yeah. get started. Let's put it in. And, you know, you sit here and you look across the board on, on the experiences. I mean, just from us, you got birds charging at you, sitting in the middle of the road, just holding a turkey fan. Next day, we set the decoys up. We have a hen come in and beat the piss out of a, another hen decoy. 
We had, <laughs> and then we had yeah. we had a hen today up by that same yeah. lake come and just lay down. Yeah, just just, yeah. just yeah. Yeah. lay down right yeah. next to us, like ten yards from them. And we and you know Jay, you and I have said that. I mean, it, and I'm not saying this for all eastern turkey hunters, not at all. But a lot of folks that are hunting, especially pressured areas, you know, if if you uh, if well, you guys don't even use decoys no. at all. I mean, no. Tim said even the first day, he's like, I ain't toting around no decoy. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like, God, yeah, like, he's, like, like, he's like, why? Yeah, you'll be a decoy toter by the time oh, yeah. this is over. We keep joking. <laughs> Last night, he's carrying decoys. <laughs> <laughs> now, not saying he will at home, but he was, you know, like, it's uh, when in Rome, do what the Romans yeah, do. But, yeah, but the thing is, is, you know, same thing with Rios. I mean, goodness gracious, we I've sat in with turkeys in the decoys for Ten hours. I mean, just it, I think when you have, and I think it, maybe it has to do with pressure, you know, hunter pressure and education of the birds. But you know, when you get to use quality decoys, and when you tell your hunters to do not shoot, yeah. out, and, you know, let them let them come in and, and work the decoys and let them engage it because oh my gosh, there's so many. Yeah. The fight that we had where the you know the two es- uh, one escorts him right off the stinking map. Yeah, I mean, um, it's like I mean, the first morning when we went out, we had those five toms come in. I think we had a jake, couple hens, and a strutter. And by the time that whole party left, there wasn't yeah. a single decoy standing. Exactly. You know, they stood on them, tried to mate every mm-hmm. one of them. I mean, come back, the, the, the DSC strutter's been laying there for, you know, 10 minutes. A bogaller goes back over and goes, oh, I'll peck on you some more. It's like, you had the... Uh, at the other ranch, uh, remember we had the, the <laughs> you had that avian X decoy, and that gobbler started dragging. It dragged it across dragging the ground. It. it was just it would grab it by the by the wad, well, either the snoot or the waddle, the little plat, and just started dragging, just just manhandling it, dragging it. I do have to ask you. I can't end this podcast without asking you about an unbelievable clip of video. On Malin, on your second bird, <laughs> yeah. where two gobblers lock up, start fighting, and then one, Chris, I'll let you take it from here, reminded me of like when I was 12 and my mom got mad at me and called me by my f- full name and grabbed me by the ear and pulled me out outside. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it was a gobbler fight, but I mean, goodness gracious, it was funny because the first bird, so anyway, so to set the stage, we go up there, we, we, we go back to where... He killed the bird the night before. He gets out because we roosted them. We know where they're roosted. So we set up thinking they're going to come back towards the lake. No, same thing. Gobbles, hits the ground, and shuts up. We're like, all right, we need to go after him. So we start climbing the mountain. Jackie knows about that mountain. Yeah. Jackie likes that. <laughs> she wants to go that So we start climbing up there, and I mean, we're just climbing up there. And we get way up, and finally, long story short, we finally get one to gobble at us. We set up, and because we're climbing the stinking mountain, we decided we're only going to take the DSD Jake and two hens. One hen. One hen. Okay. We went, we were like, we are not. Minimalist. Yeah, we are not trudging up these, you know, giant strutters and everything. So we set the, so literally this bird gobbles, and he seems close, so we just slam the Jake in the ground, and then we just go get set up. Well, we get the Jake or we get the gobbler to come in and he steps again we're set up in the road because that's the best place to see everything the bird comes out and he sits and he struts and he starts at what about 
30, 40 yards from the decoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then slowly, yeah. slowly, timidly just works his way, strutting back and forth across the road. Zigzagging. Zigzagging, spitting and drumming, but he just does not want to come to the jig. And he's, but he's slowly inching closer. Well, as he's crawling closer, all of a sudden, here come two hens and a strutter, another bird, coming down the road from even higher. Well, as soon as the second bird sees the jig decoy, he just flat just runs past the, the hens, past the, the gobbler that's in the road already, and just comes and just barrels over. Just pounces the, on the decoy. Pounds yeah. it. Well, as soon as he attacks the jig decoy, the first bird that we thought was timid and shy comes smoking in. Now they're both picking on the jig. Of course, same thing, knock it off, boom, beat it up. But as soon as that, as soon as they beat up on the Jake, all of a sudden they just went at each other, and they now they're locked up, and one's got you know they're pushing each other around, and the hens are just standing there like not even looking. It's like if they were wearing a watch. If they were wearing a watch, they'd be like, all right, let's just sit here, and they just look at their watch. They have a dumb look on their face, just like whatever. (laughs) Boys will be boys. Let them finish it up, you know. Well, we assume. Oh, so what Jay's talking about? So all of a sudden, one grabs the other, literally. In his beak, right by the ear hole, grabs the the flesh around his ear and literally starts to march this bird up the road, just dragging him, pushing him, dragging him up the just like your mom would do. Grab your earlobe and say, "Young man, you're coming with me." You know, yeah. just dra- literally takes the bird back up the road into the brush, out of sight, gone. And the two hens are like, "Did they just leave us? Where the heck did they just?" And so both of us are sitting there going, "Uh." <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> Both birds are gone. So we're sitting there watching, and all of a sudden, and I, and I told him, I said, well, we're just going to wait here because the hens just kind of moved off into the brush. Yeah, I said, they didn't go far. I said, this gobbler lost his hens, and whoever won that fight is going to come back here and looking for his hens. And we're assuming that it was the bird, the aggressive bird that came in second. Well, sure enough, here comes a gobbler right out of where, he, where they disappeared into, and he's all full strut, all confident. At first, we're thinking it's the second bird, and then we are looking at binoculars, and we're like, wait a minute. The bird, the, the first bird, the timid bird, had a very characteristic beard. And both of us looked at each other, we're like, that's the first bird. Sure enough, he comes marching back down there. He won. He won that whole thing. He didn't want to attack the Jake, but I think his attitude was, dude, I don't want to fight you. If I have it, I'm gonna whoop your butt. So you just need to move out. So we're sitting there watching the first bird, and he does the exact same thing. He doesn't come into the decoy. And I I guess I forgot to say. So when they disappeared and everybody left, I went out, picked the Jake decoy up, and I just moved it. So it was a different visual um, image when they came back in. And same thing, he comes down to like 20 yards of the decoy. Doesn't want to engage it. Sure enough. All of a sudden, out of the same spot, here comes the second bird. This time, he ain't cocky. He's come, He's not strutting. He's not doing anything. He's like, um, I just kind of want to. if I stand? <laughs> yes. I just want to come and kind of maybe see where my hands went. And he literally walks down the road, gets 10, 20 yards from the other guy. Yeah. He's like, nope. And he just and takes his wide berth, cuts into the brush. But he's literally doing a button hook circle right around us. But same thing. You know, his you know, mailing your first bird had relatively small spurs, just bumps, which right. is not uncharacteristic. I mean, a lot of ghouls would have that. But when they were fighting, we could see that there was one bird that had really, really good spurs, 
And this bird, I mean, he had a great beard as well, good thick beard. He had a big full fan, and we knew he had good spurs. So that's where I was, you know, if here you go. He's got all three if you want to take him. And so as soon as that head poked out in the brush, it was over. <laughs> it awesome. was over. Congratulations <laughs> on your double royal slam. That's awesome. And then we finished up, and we'll finish this podcast on Tim's hunt tonight. Uh, Chris and Mario have done some pre midday scouting and found a couple birds that the Cowboys were talking about. We went in there and Malin went with us and Hunter uh, Haynes and we snuck in there and Tim you did some calling and had that big bird up on the ridge with one hand and back and forth, back and forth and he was just up there strutting. You could see him on the top. He wouldn't come down and then birds started coming from everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, Two Like a two-year-old bird came in with three jakes worth the decoys showed out a little bit they walked between us yes it was amazing yes uh, they hung around left we called them back up and they left again and was about to decide to do something different and all of a sudden here come you hear birds coming and two long beards walked three feet from us yeah so hunter and i were like 10 yards 10 to yards. your left and we were about six or seven yards from the and we're six or seven yards from the decoy, Decoys, not yeah. in rain, not in, in line yeah. of sight, but yeah. or in, in gun sight, but um, then they walked right between That's us. That's right. Two. That was amazing. Then uh, one of the birds took control, went to the decoy, worked it, beat it, over, up. beat it up pretty good. While those two are out there, here comes another bird. Mm-hmm. You hear him drumming, walks up on the little mound that y'all set up on, gets to the top, looks down, sees y'all. And comes right back down. And he was making that little whine. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a purr. It was like a cool little mm-hmm. whine. That was cool. And then I thought it was so cool. So for like four or five minutes, literally the strutter was just standing there and really not moving. And, you know, lights fading. And you didn't want to shoot him in strut. So you started going. <laughs> and then he started going. Hey, boy. Hey, boy. Hey. And then finally you go. Hey boy, come out of strut, boy. <laughs> I started laughing, and he never did. And no, he finally he shot him. Yeah, I just finally shot him anyway. Yeah, I tried to whistle him, kiss at him, and everything else to make him just quit strutting and just hey run his neck up. Yeah, so they, I figured I'd talk to him anyway. When, when they get locked in like that, man, it's just crazy. Just, yeah. yeah. Crazy. But the whole time, there's other birds behind us. Yelping, Jake's yelping, Turkey's gobbling. It was an awesome afternoon. Awesome. Well, it's been fun hanging with all you guys. I'm glad we had a successful trip, and I'm Great glad hunt. the three of you were able to complete your double royal slams. And um, wish you the best of success on your other hunts. I know you guys have uh, got more turkey hunts coming, and, and uh, it's just been fun. I'm glad you guys decided to book with us, and glad we were able to give you a good hunt. And well, thanks a lot. Great trip. Thank Great trip. Great trip. Thanks so much. Highly recommend it. Yeah, thank Absolutely. you, thank you. Yeah, it was, um, it's always fun when things work out and, and uh, great accommodations here. Mario did good cooking for us and uh, we'll have a safe drive back to the border tomorrow and hopefully you guys um, can get back and get to work and get to doing doing all the rest of the stuff you guys do. So, thank you. Congratulations, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Awesome, beautiful, beautiful birds. All right, guys, uh, thanks for listening and thanks for tuning in. We'll hope, hope to have some more podcasts uh, from location down here in Sonora, Mexico. Uh, until then, God bless. <laughs>